Welcome to another late night with Trav and Los. Yeah. I, oh, I am Los. You're Los, and I love that about you. <laughs> and I'm Trav. And Trav with a T. All of the T's. All of the T's. Yeah. Are in the Trav. Mm. So how are you? I'm good, man. Good. I like your hair. Oh, thank you. Did you get a haircut? I got one about a week ago. Oh, I think I'm jiggling your mic. Oh, snap! You, you did it. Did I? You mm. jiggled. It's all right. All right. Thank you for my haircut comment. You're welcome for your haircut. Yeah. <laughs> comment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's looking good. It's conceited. Conceited. Say, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> it's uh it's the best of both worlds. I have long hair and I have short hair. Yeah. It's buzzed, but it's not. Mm. You guys will never know what it looks like <laughs> cuz this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's dive right in. There are many things that we've talked about before. And one of the things that we've talked about is fear. Fear. And how it's paralyzing. It's usually, it's usually the fear of failure that's paralyzing. Mm-hmm. But there's a flip side to that coin. And it's the fear of success. And the fear of success can also be paralyzing. Oh, Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I want to talk to you because you've had some some success in recent months. And I want to talk about like, what if you do achieve success? Uh Uh-huh. Does it become incapacitating? Okay. What do you do after you achieve success? And some questions that that we'll cover is how will you evolve? Right. Right? What if you make enemies? Well, <laughs> what if you're Cobra Kai? Just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> what if you're forced to continue a path because you did succeed? That, I think that's the right, right. That, yeah. That's one. What if it means more responsibility? That's the key. What if it means more vulnerability? Mm-hmm. This is. I mean, these are all reasons to be scared of success. <laughs> what if it changes you, but not for the better? Wow. Right. And yeah. So, you're, okay. You're just emptying your gun of bullets right here and now, and I'm just like, all of these things are rushing to me, and I'm like, I don't know. Changing for the better, not for the better. What an enemy! Ah. It's it's pretty freaking scary. Now I'm scared of success. I think. Thank you, Los, for this wonderful podcast. A hole. Let's button it up. Uh, and the reason the reason I want to talk about this is that before thinking about this topic. I like to pursue success, and it's usually me a fear. Me, I want success, so I usually have a fear of failure. Right. But what do you do when you succeed? Is fear now being manifested itself as an insecurity now that you're successful or you found success? Okay. So let's let's start let's start talking about it. Oh my gosh! And I want to talk to you because you launched a Patreon campaign. Yeah. For your Dev Tips channel. Uh huh. And I would say that. Your Dev Tips channel and this Patreon are a, a measure of success. Sure. Right? Yeah. You have uh, uh, 20,000 plus followers on Dev Tips and 30,000? Yeah. 
Travis just waved the three at me. <laughs> he's, 30, he's dropping bills. Yeah. 30,000 30, followers. That's, if you live in San Francisco and if you ever attended a San Francisco Giants baseball game, that's half the stadium. Is it? Of people. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot of people. Now, how many of them are actually... <laughs> that's how many people bought tickets. What's how many people, how many people show up? Uh, 2,000. 2,000. <laughs> like if it's a really good game, 6,000. Yeah. Just like there are ways to manage fear of failure, there needs to be ways to manage fear of success. Well, let me, let me talk about just the idea of success first. All right. Okay. For anything to be a success, there has to be, in the outset, an actual goal. Yes. Or else you're just achieving perpetually without having any measured success. Hmm. So success can only come when there is measurement. True. Right? So when you say, Travis, your Patreon page was successful, yes or no, um, if I didn't have a goal or if I didn't have any expectation, I would be like, I don't know. It did something. Something happened. Am I happy with that something? I'm not sure. But success as, a, as an idea is a result of projecting goals right. and then measuring them. Right. So It's understanding how you measure success how you define success okay right so if if my goal in launching a patreon was to enable some of my uh, audience members to have a richer experience then yes mm. it was a resounding success okay because the community has been has been populated with people who are very passionate Right. They're not just passers-by anymore. Right. These are very passionate people who are interacting with each other day-to-day. And my community has enabled that via Patreon. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if we're talking about goals in money, right. was it a success? I think that it was the beginning of a success, mm-hmm. certainly. And um, over the long term... So, so my goals, in like if we're just being like really uh, transparent, I'm talking about money, mm-hmm. my goals are eventually to become... Uh, self-employed via teaching right on dev tips right um so is it success success at the moment no i haven't reached that goal okay but is it like a great first step absolutely What if you're forced to continue a path because you have found success? I, th- I think that that does come in hand in hand with success. Mm-hmm. As soon as you, and does that suck sometimes? Well, and how okay. do you manage that? So I was just thinking about like how that comes about, right? Yeah. So like, let's imagine that you've created a widget, or an app, or a service, or something, mm-hmm. and you've found your product market fit. People, it resonates. Your product resonates with people. They want it. They're willing to pay for it. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, you're in no longer in the business of creating a product. You're in the business of getting the product out there. Mm-hmm. You're in the business of scaling the process of 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 getting that product out there. Right. So, the production or the creation is done. And now we're talking about large-scale production and continuation of the value that you initially provided. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy. It is so easy to produce and create in obscurity mm-hmm. because nobody's judging you. 
And that's one thing. But the other thing is nobody's demanding anything of you. Yeah. It's not just the judgment and like the emotional weight, but also like the physical weight of you have to give something now to people instead of like if you're a, a, a you know a starving author right you're like go to the coffee shop and write every day but nothing ever really gets published mm-hmm. maybe a few articles and that's it like like that's easy that is easy and you can just and you can just hold that title of of writer on your shoulders and it's light mm-hmm. but as soon as you write your best selling novel now you have to go on a talk show and promote it mm. And now you have to go to book signings. And now you have to do a book signing tour. Yeah. And you have to find out how to get it translated into other languages. And you have to fulfill the further demands of your contract from your publisher. If you just write crappy stuff forever, even if you have a contract and you kind of break it and don't really do any good, you're not going to get another one. It doesn't matter. Mm. But as soon as you strike gold that first time, the pressure and the demands skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying this out of experience. I mean, I'm just saying this out of like a, a moderate glimpse of what that's like. It's also kind of helpful in a way mm. because the audience can demand things from you. Right. And now all of a sudden you're not like, so, so when you're in the creation stage, before you've found product market fit, before you've found an audience, you're just splashing around in the kiddie pool, mm-hmm. trying to find something to hold on to, find footing. Well, once you've gained an audience and you've found something that resonates with them, they will instinctively request the next step from you. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably tell you what it is, too. So a lot of times... Like if, like for example, if you've done a, I've done a really good video with Dev Tips. Mm. In the comments, there'll be there'll be requests for the next level up. I get a lot of ideas from the comments. Right. So that can happen a lot if you're an app developer, and you you make that app and you break the through the glass ceiling and mm-hmm. it gets on like the Apple front page or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a lot of requests now, and you're gonna be able to prioritize your next steps, and those steps will be fed to you from the audience that you're serving so in some ways that creative thrashing it, it, it calms down and you're gearing up for production you're gearing up for iteration and and kind of refinement of the product if you're in an iterative kind of uh, mm-hmm. creative uh, venue like, like writing a book is not that iterative you can put out other you know revisions but right. not really right so much whereas an app developer you put out version two like two weeks later right and your fans will love you if you take three months or two years they won't mm. and they'll let you know quick they'll, they'll call it abandonware yeah they'll label <laughs> you as a, an abandoner yeah. how do you manage insecurities once you're on the path to success or you found moderate success well you know i I feel a little a little strange talking about this as if i'm successful i I don't really believe that i am and maybe that comes to a benefit maybe that's how i handle this Mm. i don't believe that i'm successful I Uh, i believe that my content i believe that 
my voice has resonated with 30,000 people. Yeah. But I don't believe that I have made it. I yeah. don't believe that I am a success. I think, I think that's the key. I think you're onto something is, um, I think perspective yeah. is the key there. For example, um, this, this past two weeks I launched that Patreon campaign and I have scheduled calls with many of the people who joined and I've called them on the phone today. I talked to a gentleman from England and we just talked about the show for like 20 minutes. Oh, mate. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> and, and, um, I mean, I've talked to people from Scandinavia, uh, Africa, even I've, I've talked to Americans and, you know, it just like people all over the world. I've been having these conversations about, and I'm like, the first question I'm asking him is like, why, <laughs> why did you support me? Why did you sign up? Why do you even watch the show? And, right. and it's interesting there's no one answer. Everybody has a different answer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Some people are like working professionals and they're just like, Oh, I just like to keep up on the new things. One guy was like, Oh yeah, I don't even really watch it that much. I just like to support you because I know that you're helping younger, the next generation. <laughs> and he, and he has his own business and he does this all the time. All yeah. Day. And he goes, and I also think you could help my intern. So whatever. <laughs> and he's like, he's like one of the higher levels. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's cool. And, uh, and he, he told me his mom was watching it too. So, <laughs> He said, he said, my mom watched about eight episodes and then said, okay, I, I think I've got enough. <laughs> I was like, eight episodes? How can you watch that? Much? I couldn't watch eight episodes. She watched eight episodes in a row and then had to go to bed. Dang. Anyway, um, having the perspective of calling these people and having legitimate conversations with them 10, 20 minutes at a time and, and asking them individually what they like about dev tips, what has their experience been so far as a patron, as a, as a community member, and what what would they like to see in the future has really been number one it's been eye opening in, in enabling me to set a a clearer trajectory mm -hmm. but also to the question of you know like the creator innovator's dilemma or like it attacking my psyche or something like that it really helps me to ground myself and realize that each i mean i say 30,000 that's a big number right i can't count that high um, but why <laughs> yeah, um, but it, every single one of those numbers is a human. Yes, who has a life and a perspective and opinion and ex like like a whole you know fourteen to thirty or eighty years behind them. I, I don't know who how old they are. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. they all have like this wealth of experience and knowledge. However, however it comes out and. Um, understanding that they are all this way it it frees you from i guess the knowledge right like the perspective of it frees you from this worry and this fear huh. and stuff and 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 some people will tell me they don't like the jokes that i tell because I, I try to be <laughs> yeah. friendly on my right. show and right. so sometimes it comes out as jokes some some people are like you're wasting my time you? some people are like it's so funny i love it yeah and and like everybody has their own opinion about whatever and like when you realize that they are and the reason they have their own opinions is because they're all individuals. Yeah, it, it really. I think it's freeing. Yeah, you know, and you can and you can say like, I hope this individual likes this one thing, and if not, it's okay. Yeah, they're just an individual. That's cool. That's cool. I think that's a that's a good way to manage all of these fearful well, let, things. Well, let me just throw this back at you. I mean, you you have you've designed number one apps in the app store, which is. I would consider that like a bigger success than the things that I've done, right? Mm. Like, how many? Do you know how many downloads of your 
of the apps that you've designed? No, I don't. Is it in the hundred thousands? Is it in the millions? Do you know? It's, uh, it's in the hundred, hundreds, uh, of thousands. hundreds of thousands. Okay, yeah. so that's that's like a significant. You know what I mean? That's a significant number. Hmm. Does that make you feel anything other than just like, oh, that's cool? Like, it doesn't do stress you out or anything? No, no, right? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't feel. I don't feel successful yet. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. That's a good piece of the of the pie. Because, like, if you feel... Have you heard the phrase, satisfaction is the death of desire? No. Well, you now have. Wait, wait. Let me see. Let me hear it again. Satisfaction is the death of desire. Satisfaction is the death of desire. Yes. Yes, it is. Right? There you go. It is. Yeah. So if you want to be successful... And then you feel that you're a success. Now what? Yeah. I don't want to be successful. I want to always be chasing that. I want to always be chasing the next thing of helping somebody or gratifying somebody or helping them discover something to, you know, like in my case, I'm, I'm helping people to achieve their goals. Yeah. So how can I ever achieve that goal? Yeah. It's never, it's never a goal that I can reach. And I like that. Is that exhausting though? Like always chasing the carrot? Absolutely exhausting. But what else is there, man? <laughs> um, uh, last episode, uh, or the episode before we talked about, yeah, last episode, we talked about delaying gratification. Yeah. Where's the gratification in not finding success or in always chasing the carrot? Okay. Well, there's, there's degrees, right? So, for example, today I had this conversation with this guy who, who he was telling me that one of these random videos that I did like about a year ago, he was in a meeting random at his company. Yeah. What? It's just funny. It's just a random video a year ago. It was a, I did this a year <laughs> ago, and and he didn't know me then, right? So yeah. like he's only met me maybe like six or eight months ago. Right. This was more than a year ago. This was probably like the eighth video I ever did. Okay. And um, like a year down the road, more longer, right? Yeah. He's in a meeting with his peers. Okay. And he says, "Oh yeah." I know exactly what the problem you guys are having right now. And he explains it to them and clears their question up. Yeah. And he goes, I felt like the, the man. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like I, I was the boss. Like I knew what I was talking about. And, and, I, and I stunned them, all these, these smart guys right. in the room. And I, I told them what was up. And I felt so great. And that was because of you. And, and, and now like if my goal is to retire as a teacher from my current job, right. I haven't met that goal. Right. But I have this glimpse of the fulfillment you would get as a teacher. Yeah. From like, moments like those. Yeah, it's just a wonderful you can see the effect. Like when people write me a letter and they say, Hey, I got a job because of this last tutorial that you did. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I think again it goes down to those perspectives, right? Yeah. Like I'm not trying to be the number one YouTube show. Right. And with this podcast, you and I, you know how many people listen to this? Uh, 200. Less. I mean, maybe, no, it's not less, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, and like, I don't care. Yeah. I just love getting that tweet that says, hey, you made a really good point and that's going to really change the way I, I, I approach meetings. Yeah. It just, it's so good. Like, I don't. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, and it reminds me, the point that I like is that getting that one tweet from that one individual somewhere in the world saying, hey, because of what you said, it is now changing the way I think about life or this topic. Mm -hmm. right? And it reminds me of something I heard in the last week, and it might have been 
Oh, this is this is awesome, and uh-huh. I thought it was impactful. It was a late night writing. It was the last one that was turned in. Yeah, tweet. I read it, and his thesis was, I spent so much time trying to find myself and define who I was, but every interaction, every thought, everything I see, I'm I, I am no longer the same person I was before that happened to me. Brilliant. So I'm I'm never the same person and I'm always changing. So why did I waste my time trying to find myself? Because I will never find myself because I'm always changing. Yeah. And that's, that's freaking cool. It is cool. Right. In the same way that you should always be striving for your goal, like, like set an unreachable goal, you know? And, and when I'm saying goal, it's less, it's less of a goal that you can like, um, measure and fulfill like I was talking about in the in the top of this podcast mm. but it's more of like this aspirational state and try to ne- try to make it you know so aspirational that you'll never really be there and and also when you are there you'll never know it and that's what I'm talking about um, rather than like a goal that is a number and it's measurable and stuff hustle always chase the carrot uh-huh. and at times you'll be able to touch it (laughs) (laughs) phrasing i think i think that i think that just finding joy in the hustle yeah is really the key yeah like yeah finding joy in the hustle and one in the hustle and a piece of advice that you gave me two and a half years ago oh this will be good what was that ready no (laughs) (laughs) and i and and i and i stick to this still is that once you start a job or start something else, you know, or your first job, you're an intern or something like that. You have the hustle and you have an intern's mentality. Oh, yeah. Right? That was from Biggie Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> he told that to Jay-Z. He said that, um, you know, your first day and all of them tell you're the CEO, you act like the intern. Yep. Yeah. Act like the intern. And, and that's enjoying the hustle. And there is no satisfaction always being the intern because you're trying not to be the intern and mm-hmm. move on. But if you're always the intern, you won't ever have satisfaction. Yeah. Which will extinguish your desire. Yeah. Satisfaction is the death of desire. You know where that phrase comes from? No. A heavy metal album. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Called Hate Breed. <laughs> Hate Breed. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to end this All right. podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. And as always, feel free to find us on Twitter with our Twitter handle at Travenlos or go to Travenlos.com and uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll find Travis's and my own Twitter handles if you want to tweet us directly. Yeah. And uh, if you liked it, leave a comment in the uh, iTunes store. It helps rankings. and The reviews do really help out. And we personally love reading them. We love it. There's a new one. Is there a new one? Yep. Should we? Let's... Let's do it. We shall. Let's do it. We shall. <clears throat> I'm so excited right now. I have pulled so, out. So, so while you're scrolling that up and, and getting that ready, like this is what success feels like. Oh, yeah. Success doesn't feel like a big number of downloads per month or whatever. Right. Success feels like somebody giving you an intimate glimpse into what your efforts have done to help their life. Yes. To me, that's what success is. Yes. So what do we got? So what we have is uh, our seventh review. Ooh, number seven. Number seven. Hanging out with two great guys. Aw. Design talk, a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) That's the title. Oh, okay. Five stars, and this is by 
Andres Sole. Nice. March 22nd, 2015. And he says, recently found this podcast through YouTube. I wonder if it was Dev Tips. Probably. Maybe. Who else talks about us? Yeah, I need to talk about it more on the channel. <laughs> Whenever I talk about it, there's like a little bump. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep forgetting. And have really enjoyed it. The format is very casual and laid back without it being unfocused. Thank you. Well, that's new. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about important issues pertinent to designers, but many times could apply to artists in general. But more importantly, they talk about things concerning humanity and life and growth. Fun and inspirational all at the same time. Join us. You'll enjoy the company. That's good. You'll enjoy it. I like how he did that. I he's love like, it. join us. Join us. Because he's in, he's in it. He's hanging out he's late night. Late nights. Um, you know, speaking of how it's applicable to other disciplines as well, mm -hmm. even though we're both designers, mm -hmm. um, one of, uh, one of the people I was talking to on the phone this week, uh, a dev tipper, um, is a musician, doesn't even code. Well, he, I mean, codes is a hobby, Yeah. but he's like, he's like, oh yeah. And I love your podcast oh. because it's, it's even more applicable to me as a musician. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you soon.